Wow, we almost didn't make it to the Ashley Club. Our parents would have named us Valentine or Waynetta. Can you even imagine? Not at all. <laughs> Welcome to It's an Ashley Thing podcast. All right, so we back at it again. So the Ashleys are doing it one episode at a time. One episode at a time, y'all. One episode at a time. I feel so hyper right now. Like, I drank that coffee so fast. (laughs) And, like, it's not like a normal coffee. I don't know if you've seen those, like, Dalgona coffees, like, on Instagram and Pinterest and whatnot. So it's like you take, like, instant coffee with, like, two tablespoons of water and, like, a ta- like I use a tablespoon of sugar. And you whip it. And then you put it in, like, your milk or whatever. So mm-hmm. one of the girls I saw did it with two packs of the instant. Because you can get them in packs or you can get just, like, the jar of granules. And I always find the packs before I find the jar. So she was like, yeah, you use two and that gets you your two tablespoons. That is strong. I just got like the cheap, um, I think it's Nescafe hazelnut. You get 16 packs in there for like $3. Oh, what? So I mixed two packs with the sugar and the water, whipped it up real quick with my hand mixer and put it in some almond milk. Ooh, I love it is bomb, but it is strong. Like I, that one's gonna last me the rest of the day. I'm I'm supposed to clean my <laughs> apartment after we done, so who knows? I'm probably just gonna be laid out later on tonight. Like I'm tired. I'm a crash hard. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I can tell the um, the energy is up. I think it's just for me. Shoot, my my energy compared to yesterday because you know I was a mess. I was a mess yesterday, but my energy compared to yesterday, I just feel so, like, I feel refreshed, like I slept in, my sleeping in is waking up at 8 a.m., okay, um, and, you know, I got my eyebrows threaded, I I went to Sprouts, had no business going there, dropped a, you know, a hundred, should have never even done that, I hate doing that, but I love that store now, and... Now, you know, we about to get into get into this topic of family dynamics. That's like I was talking to my sister before this. I was like, yeah, we're going to record, you know, our family dynamics episode. And I went, eek. And she was like, well, what is that supposed to mean? I was like, well, we're not going to just be bashing our family, number one. I was like, it's more just you know, our perspective of how things were when we grew up. And she's like, okay. I was like, I don't think anybody's gonna be mad. Mm -hmm. And so, because again, it's it's our perspective. So it could be right, wrong, or indifferent. Everybody has their own perspective and opinion on how things, you know, went down or whatever was growing up. Mm -hmm. So mine's not going to align with my sisters or my mom or my dad. So it's cool. Mm -hmm. I'm always cool for speaking my opinion. So they know. (sighs) Honestly, that's (laughs) really, that's, that's actually the perfect segue because, you know, I know that when it comes to 
talking about family dynamics it's super it's super taboo you know especially in our community it's like don't air out the laundry the dirty laundry and keep things like you know within the family right but it's like you know our experiences like you know as as i'm starting to realize so many experiences that i had i found that you had in common and i was like huh like i don't know if you remember like this one time when we were in the cafeteria at work and i was just like i was like ash like that's so crazy like i can relate blah 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 almost not like you know every single detail but probably a good 80 percent and that goes to show just how important it is to like you know kind of speak your truth and talk to people because i mean i think for most like you know black households the general concept is pretty much the same like you said like yeah we don't air out our dirty laundry we you you have to be a certain way outside of the house compared to how you are inside the house like outside your utmost respect you know dignified you know you treat people a certain way inside the house if you know you can cuss your sister and brother out (laughs) one day (laughs) and talk back to your mom and get your ass kicked but outside the house you don't do that so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which that's so funny um that you mentioned the household i guess i don't know like do you want to start with what our background was each and then just kind of go from there of like our dynamics and yeah we can kind of go like because i mean i can start if you want Um, yeah yeah, let's hear it let's hear it so like me like i'm 32 years old okay i It's always hard for me to kind of like describe my family because my parents divorced when I was nine. I want to say that's right. Nine. I remember being like in the fourth grade. So it had to have been like nine. And um, so I've had the experience of living in a household with both my parents, even though I was young, to being in a household without my parents or being like in single households. And then my dad remarried, so then I had my stepmom. So, like, when it comes to, like, siblings and stuff, so both my parents were married to other people prior to them ever getting together. So they each have a daughter from their first marriages. Then they got married, had me and my little sister. Then my dad remarried, and my stepmom had three kids of her own. So... So I have, I guess, all together six siblings, I would say. Um, but yeah, so growing up in Dallas, like both my parents are from Louisiana and they come from like that old school like mentality. And my mom was the oldest child of all her siblings. And so living in Louisiana, being the oldest child, she grew up during segregation. So Jeez. that created a whole nother like culture I guess and like her mother I didn't find this out until like into my adulthood but like when I was a kid I was just thought my grandma was like you know my grandma every time we would go there for like the summer and Christmas and stuff like that my grandma loved to bake 
So we would get so fat over the summer. <laughs> like you would come back with As like should be. with full <laughs> cheeks and everything. Because if we weren't eating something at everybody's house, then we would go to the store and get boudin. If you don't know what boudin is, it will change your life. I actually you, don't know. Is that like a soup? No, it's like it almost looks like a sausage. So it's like, oh, it's okay. almost like dirty rice. So it's like rice with andouille and spices. And it's put in like wow. this like sausage casing and it's like steamed or you can grill it. They make boudin balls, which are like the stuffing, like um, deep fried. It is so good when you find somewhere that really cooks it really the right way. But we would eat the that right all Every time we would go to Louisiana, that's what we get. We eat boudin the whole time we're there. So I say that to say, like, I didn't know, like, the dynamic between my mom and her mom until I got older. And I really realized that my mom was completely different from how she grew up. Like, my grandmother was abusive, basically. Verbally, emotionally, physically at times. Like, she didn't care. And she had seven children. <laughs> and oh. it's like every time she, my mom was like, every time she turned around, she was pregnant. But <laughs> she had seven children. <laughs> Whereas my dad, his mom, like she was a hard ass, but she was more of the nurturing. My dad's the baby pretty much of his family. So he like he had like more of a nurturing type of mother and stuff like that. But I mean, she would get on them about things, but. It was more of that, you know, the motherly instincts, whereas my mom's mom didn't really have that. So my mom always said, like, when she had children, she didn't want to be like her mother. So she raised us a certain way. And it wasn't always sunshine and rainbows at all. Period. Like, when my parents were together, they fought a lot. And it yeah. once they divorced, like, they seemed happier. Like, my dad seems really happy. My mom, for the most part, is happy. It's just other... My mom never redated or remarried or anything like that, much to my dismay. Like, I've been trying to fix my mom up. I'm too, I'm so <laughs> close to just setting her up a dating profile and just let it happen. We but, do have 50-year-olds that are listening to the podcast, so, you know, you know. Like, if anybody, you know, single male out there who likes, you know, sitting at home watching action movies, like, literally heads getting cut off, uh, you like to color, <laughs> read books. She's your girl, okay? And she'll cook. She cooks every day. So that's 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 your girl. My mom's gonna be like, You are pimping me out on your podcast, Shram. But um so no, like growing up, like going from that two parent household to single parents, it was a huge like shock. Like I went through like this whole like my teen is literally like the teen in a movie like angry I hate you mom I hate you dad that was me to a T like me and my mom fought every day every day it was a battle every day to like get me to do like the littlest things and I'll admit that now like back then I was like I'm not that bad but I was pretty I was pretty bad it was, it was, it was <laughs> like if I had a daughter <laughs> who did some of the shit I was doing 
I'm I'm not surprised I went to school with a black eye once. So <laughs> Girl, not a black eye Girl, though. I had not a growth a spurt. Eye. I had a growth spurt my middle school year, probably like sixth, seventh grade, to where I was mm. eye level with my mom. Like a belt didn't work no more. She was like, Oh, you wanna be a woman, put your hands up. And we duked it out. She got me, went to school with a black eye. And I told everybody, Yeah, my mom hits me <laughs> just to be an asshole. You can't do that now. But um yeah, it was just it was just a weird way. Like we're much closer now. But back then, like, I probably blamed everything on my mom. Like like my mom's the reason our family's not together and you know, my dad's not here and we're moving all the time and all this other stuff. And it wasn't until I got older and became like an adult into where she would actually start sharing things with us that I found out, Oh, it's not all my mom's fault. Like my dad was pretty much to blame as well. So like as most adult relationships are, there's two parts to every story and like I I feel like now like I do find out things still as a 32 year old woman I find things like my dad doesn't really talk much about it but my mom before like she would be so angry that she would just you know say whatever bad bash my dad like my dad never bashed my mom after the divorce like it was like you know this is your mom you need to be respectful and blah 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 whereas my mom like whenever we would like I guess put my dad on a pedestal type of thing it's like she would want to try to knock that pedestal down like like I'm the one doing these for you your dad's not here and blah 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 and all this other stuff and it's like that to me like it hurt because I'm like this is my dad like and it's like I automatically wanted to defend my dad at that point and, um, right. yeah. it, again, it wasn't until I got older, probably like after I graduated high school, where then I did find out a lot more of the logistics behind why my parents aren't together. And right. it did make me see my dad in a completely different light. Um, luckily my stepmom. Was it a damaging light? It did kind of break a little bit of my trust. So just not to go into too much detail, my dad had an affair and it wasn't with my stepmom, which I did find that out. It was not with her. Thank God. Cause that would completely like <laughs> break my heart, but it wasn't yeah. the woman like he was seeing like after my parents divorce. And it's like, I had to put two and two together. And I was like, she would smile in my face. She threw me a birthday party at her house like she bought me my first cd player ever whatever cds i wanted all that other stuff she made me lobster i didn't even know what fucking lobster Lobster. was i was like oh yeah i want some seafood i really want to try lobster i mean she went all out and it's like when i think about it now that was her guilt was Uh. like you know getting good with his kids because you know you wrecked his home life basically or was part of the 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 duo that wrecked his home life because I don't believe in one person being a home wrecker. It's the two of you wrecked a home. And so it was like I after I kind of like came to terms with that, like it was more so not to really show an interest in me. I feel like it was more just to get closer to my dad. That really broke my heart. And the fact that right. he knew this, like you 
cheated on my mother with this woman. So you knew what you were doing. So that, of course, that relationship did not last long at all. She moved on to somebody else. Ended up like getting married randomly. So, (laughs) yeah. So then my (laughs) stepmom came along and like my stepmom, when I tell you, like my stepmom is like the sweetest person I have ever met in my life. Between her and her mother, like her mother is like the grandma you've always wanted, like type of thing. But like my stepmom is so cool, so down to earth, goofy as hell. And she's not black, so if anybody was wondering, that it doesn't mean Love anything it. to me, but she's not black, she's white. But so it was a whole nother like level. And I think I talked about that in our racial preferences uh thing is like seeing like a black couple yeah. and then seeing an interracial couple. So it was never it would look like we would get like weird looks when it was just me and my sister with her, but that's a whole nother mm-hmm. thing. But my stepmom is like the coolest person. Mm-hmm. I think I know like to me like she's just as cool as like my mom like my mom my mom could be a little naive at things and we we joke at her about it like we make like innuendo jokes and she never gets it and then when she does it's so funny I'm always the one to tell her what it really means (laughs) and she just gives me this look but like I feel like in a lot of ways they're so similar but their strategy their motherly strategies are a little bit different like the way she kind of interacts with like her kids and even with us is completely different than how my mom kind of interacts with us. So I feel like I, for the most part, get the, the best of both worlds with, you know, my mom and then my dad and my stepmom. Cause even like just how my dad and my stepmom are, it's so funny. Cause when I lived with them, I lived with them as an adult. Like I think I was 22 through like 25 ish and they like play fight with one another into the point where I'm like please don't fight in front of me I'm impressionable type of thing but um, (laughs) but yeah just the way that they kind of like interact with me and my sister is completely different than how like me and my mom you know get along and I will say now like my relationship with my mom is so much better than how it was like even at like 18 19 even 20 like there were times I was like I think my mom just like pushes my buttons just to push my buttons Mm. and it wasn't I I wasn't really thinking about her being like that was how she shows she cares I Uh, guess because she was just always in my business (laughs) is how I felt Like, even when I lived with her, you know, back, moving back home as an adult, it was, like, at 20, you know, 20, was it 21? Like, 21-ish, having to, like, call my mom and say, hey, I'm gonna be late, or her, like, blowing up my phone when I would go out, like, Mm -hmm. when are you gonna be home? Like, it's past midnight, of course I went out to go clubbing, so I'm not gonna be home at midnight, type of thing so it was like it was more of that getting to a place where like her accepting that I was an adult and me accepting the fact that even though I am an adult she's still my mom and is going to worry about me like even now like she'll like call and be like hey are you taking care of yourself what are you doing are you eating type of mentality and it's like in my head I'm like of course I'm taking care of myself 
of course I'm eating. But it's just knowing that that's your mom. She's going to do that regardless of how old you are type of thing. Yeah, that nurturing, that that looking out. It's like, I feel like in those scenarios, it's like, it's definitely a two-way street in a sense of like, you know, our parents, particularly our mom, like they baby us and... They're like, oh, like, I know, I still see you as a child. I don't see you as an adult, blah, blah, And it's like, for us on our side, we're like, we're adult, like, we're adults, we're adulting. And I feel like what's, like, needed for that is both, both sides or both parties to be like, listen, like, an adult doesn't just come out of the sky one day, you know what I mean? Like, but you have to allow this child to begin the process of adulting and right. develop into a full-grown adult, but if they don't have that space, or at least a little bit of it at a time, or given some type of responsibility, or just that trust, it's like, yeah, it's gonna feel pressuring. It's like, dang, like get off my back, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, that's always that's interesting because my mom, my mom is the same way, so that's the only reason why I can say that. But I guess. On that note, um, I can dive into my little story. So, uh, this is Ashley I. You should know by now, by my voice. Um, <laughs> um, hopefully so they can I'm tell Nigerian. us apart. <laughs> hopefully they can tell us apart. Like, I, I know we're similar, but <laughs> I know we don't sound the same. Like we, I feel like I have a have deep very voice. Distinct. I feel like I have a deep voice. Yeah. Mm. Mine, like, whenever I hear myself and I re-listen to the podcast, I'm like, who is this valley girl? I'm not even from California. I grew up in Dallas. Why do I sound like I've been crushing waves and shit? But, hey, it is what it is. I've accepted my voice. It's fine. Honestly, yeah. Sometimes the white, sometimes the white girl of the name Ashley comes out. Can't even lie. She comes out. But for the most part, I have a very, I, I don't know, maybe it's because of the fact that I'm like, com, like comparing, pairing the depth of friends who I have, who have lighter voices. So I'm like, oh, like, because their voices are kind of light and I have the deepest out of it. I just automatically assume that I have this deep voice and it can go <laughs> even deeper than this. Can you imagine? Like, don't listen to me when I first wake up. It's a, it sounds like a man, not even joking. But. Girl, I sound straight Anyways, up like a um, small So yeah, Nigerian. Like, yeah, 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 good morning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good morning, everybody. Uh, Is coffee ready yet? Because, like, I literally have to cough that up. (laughs) She said Jamal. She said I sound like a Jamal in the morning. (laughs) Sorry to all the Jamals out there, but, yeah, we using you. We using you. Um, So, yeah, I'm Nigerian. Um, my family in, they immigrated from Nigeria in the 80s, so it has been pretty much a dynamic of just like my immediate family was, I thought, my entire family um, for the longest time, just because I've never gotten the opportunity as a child to go to Nigeria and like visit family, and basically people would either come here or we wouldn't know who they are, essentially. <laughs> And it was, it was an interesting childhood. It was a very interesting childhood. I mean, that's the bone of the word. Um, I 
Um, I have like three siblings, two brothers, one sister, and my parents. And um, I just remember that my, I think the youngest memory I have was I was around three or four. And I'm assuming that everything just felt, you know, I was oblivious. I didn't know what was going on. All I knew was that I had to eat. I had to wake up and take naps. I would go to daycare and get in trouble. That's literally all I can remember at that young, young age. Um, and then when I was five, um, when I was five up until 18, you know, just everything was always up and down as it should be, right? You're dealing with other human beings, but my parents would, um, my parents would fight a lot. My parents would fight a lot. And it was crazy confusing because even though they would fight a lot, they would laugh a lot. Yeah. And it was just like the same thing kind of it was confusing because it was just like there were days where it was the fighting would just get so bad and um you know i would have to go to school the next day and i would have to like put on this mask if you will of like oh yeah like nothing's going on at home like i'm totally fine like i'm just bubbly ashley and everyone can just lean on me and we could just laugh and joke and play games it's like it was so it was so freaking like hard to experience some of the things that were going on at home and have absolutely no one to talk to about it because I didn't think that any of my friends who were majority white and Latino I didn't think that they could ever understand because I guess in my mind I thought that you know white people don't deal with this shit and I thought that you know uh, Spanish people don't do or Latin people don't deal with this it's just me and my family Right. genuinely speaking it was the weirdest thing I was like yeah I'm the only person in the world who has to deal with it never came across my mind that other people would deal with parents who argue and you know unfortunately in some cases you know they had to split or a parent passed it was just like it was a lot and um, I think that in terms of how it translated to how my parents had a dynamic with me um, I like I was saying in like I think it was coping mechanisms like I you know told you guys that I had a mouth on me when I was younger and I had a mouth on me since I was extremely young since probably eight years old I was just super aware like I I think I was I would say like me at eight is probably equivalent to a child at 13 I was a 13 year old at the age of eight so I was always, always arguing with my mom, like, it, without fail. Arguing, debating, just, I always used logic. I hated when people didn't explain things to me. I hated being babied. I literally could not, I can't stand it to this day to be babied. Can't stand it. But that has its pros and cons, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know, for me, being babied is associated with me being incapable of doing something. And it's like... I'm not oblivious. I've been aware since I was five years old of a lot of things. Right. And it's like, I don't know, that's just my ego mixed in with that. But it's just like, yeah, I um, I think because of that relation, like because the arguing that my parents were experiencing and me witnessing it and then arguing with my mom, I just felt super, I felt mentally and I think emotionally isolated. Like, just alone just something about me was alone of course I couldn't articulate that at that age but I was my my aloneness my uh, my my 
feeling alone, my like, oh my gosh, like no one understands me, translated into anger and irritation. And it didn't help that, you know, the people who I guess I like looked up to to be nurtured, which was like mainly like my siblings and then like my uncle and my dad, like, you know, that kind of developed this whole like trust issues situation that I have. Like I was telling you earlier, Ash, like, you know, my dad and my brother, my eldest brother, who I'm super close with, um, and my uncle, like, I don't know, like, they would just make promises of not doing something or say, oh, yeah, I would never do this, or I would never do that, or I won't do it again, or I won't do this again, and I won't hurt your feelings, and blah, 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 and they would do it, and I was just like, okay, so... <laughs> Literally so turn I just right around and hurt my feelings there. again. <laughs> Right, literally, not even, not even three seconds. Turned around, hurt my feelings, and um, yeah. So I think that that just kind of started the development of me compartment compartmentalizing things and not getting super right. close with people or not having people get super close with me because I don't know when someone just like I, again, like I was saying, I don't like to make it seem like I'm the only person who matters in the world and everyone has to live up to my standards and I'm you know. If you don't live up to my standards, you're terrible. But it's like, once I get disappointed in someone and I, like, just the trust is gone, it is hard for me to recover that. And I would rather walk completely away from the person than try to mend it. Like, it's just, it's hard. Like, once the trust is broken and once the disappointment is there, I just see you as either an equal or I want nothing to do with you. Right. So... I'm still growing through that and, you know, therapy works and just writing works and just growing works and having compassion on my past helps me, but I won't say that it's easy at all. So I think that, that my childhood as everyone's childhood has a huge impact in how it is that I operate with other people, how it is that I see myself and value myself and um why i think it's also super difficult to get into non-platonic relationships because it's like i'm i'm nervous about some of those things like from that i witnessed in my childhood either happening to me or me doing it to someone else so yeah yeah lots of healing required from that but it's funny you bring that up like with like uh, non-platonic relationships because i've only had one relationship where like I was completely in love with that person and they t- basically turned around and broke my heart cheated on me <laughs> and it brought yeah. back like that whole yeah. thing like it it's like it almost not like full circle but it kind of like brought flashbacks like this is how my mom felt like this is exactly like what she went through and it's like part of me like at that point really wanted to confront my dad like no joke Uh, wanted to be like why like why wasn't what you had enough type thing because i mean like you had you know like a wife who was for the most part from what i can remember was devoted to family like my mom has always been there for like we've always been like her number one priority like even when yeah, she had to same. work, you know, hard and work late and work multiple jobs, like, it was, you know, my kids come first. So, 
I just couldn't get over the fact, like, as I start to become more aware, and I, for the most part, I've gone through it now, because, like, I've had to do therapy as well, um, to try to, like, work out some of that, and I know my dad loves us, like, I talk to my dad at yeah. least once a week, so I know that, you know, he's just as much, like, about his kids as my mom is, and, right. like, even just his relationship with his eldest daughter, um, she doesn't really call him unless she like wants something like, Hey dad, I need to borrow money or something like that. So I, I've seen that firsthand how, how that affects him is like, it's not necessarily that she wants to have a relationship. It's like, she wants to have a relationship when it's, you know, convenient Convenient. basically. And so I always try to keep that in mind. Like that's not how I want to be with my dad. So, you know, I, I do call him purposefully each week just to be like, hey, Dad, what you doing? Even if it's the same thing, like, sitting down, you know, watching In the Heat of the Night. I don't know why he's still watching that <laughs> show. <laughs> but I feel like every time I'm talking to him, he's like, yeah, watching In the Heat of the Night or Bonanza. Even though he did get me into watching, was it Marcella or something like that? But, uh, no, like, I... I like that whole thing like with the person that I was with it was just like it was like this crushing feeling I was like this if I feel this way and we were just dating my mom had to have felt 10 times worse being married and you know building a life and having children and then to find out that you know her spouse you know was unfaithful and like, it really did. It made me, like, really question, like, my dad. And then it makes you question yeah. yourself. It's like, so now this has happened to me. So it's like, mm-hmm. what is it about me now that this is a cycle that's been repeated? And, like, that was the Dang. last person I dated. And that was, like, I was, what, nineteen twenty. So that's over Dang. 12 years ago. So, like, I've had, you know, like, we talked about little fuck boys since then All right, little side hoes on the side you know right or like as my appetizer but one of my friend, meal, I got you. one of my friends calls them her birds she's like yeah i gotta text my birds every once in a while <laughs> 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 that was so funny but yeah i when you brought that up like it does it like our seeing our parents relationships and how they've either like devolved or evolved or whatever does have a very significant impact on how we then see other people because I don't have any romantic interests in my life. Yeah. All of them have been, you know, platonic friends. I mean, I've had crushes on some of my friends. I'm not going to put their names out there because I don't want them to know. They probably do know. But it's never been like anything like I want to be the worst. with you type thing. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, now that I think That's about true. it, I was like, huh, I don't want to have like those repeated cycles of like my worst fear is to find somebody, get married and have to get divorced and don't really? even throw in if we have children. Like, oh, I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to do that. I, I I would probably be that person like, even if I'm miserable, I'm probably going to stay with him just stay because I don't want my kids to feel what I felt. And yeah. 
I was listening to this audiobook the other day and there was a woman in that situation like her her and her husband they were just miserable with one another and it's like she was trying to stick it out as long as she could for her kids but it's like finally got to the point where like is this worse than if we were to just get divorced dang so and she ended up they ended up getting they ended up getting divorced and of course he was making her life even more hell after the divorce are you serious Come with on her now. trying to find someone else <laughs> it was girl some of these audiobooks just like a side note some of these audiobooks i, was, I listened to <laughs> it's because oh i don't God. like some of them it's like how is this a romance because there's some like dark romance novels out there and i was telling one of my oh, good friends gosh. the other night she was like these legit sound like they could be movies. I was like, exactly. Because some of these is like, this would not happen <laughs> in real life. Period. Period. Um, yeah, I was going to talk about really quickly um, just like the dynamic of like the daughter-father dynamic because, mm-hmm. you know, when I was younger, I was closer to my dad. And estranged more so from my mom. And now it's flipped. Like, my relationship with my mom is a lot closer than it is with my dad. It's more estranged. And, you know, I think I'm at this point in my life where I'm where I'm just like, I understand that my past happened and my childhood happened. But I don't want to be, you know, 40, 50, 60, you know, God willing, like 70. 80 still like complaining about the pains and the whatever just like staying in the past does that make sense and so right because I, i've seen i've seen it i've seen when someone has been stagnant for years because of the fact that they are living in the past and the past pains and i get it you know what i mean but for me i was like nah like i can't be that same person but right it's hard because it's like you know without getting into too much detail there was some speculation i think of infidelity and it completely changed the way that you know i I did see my dad because i just didn't like whenever i grew up like i just i never saw my dad as someone who could do anything even close to it even to the fact of having speculation it's just kind of like nah like there's no way like i heard so many of my friends growing up like oh yeah like my dad cheated on my mom and oh yeah i think my dad's having an affair blah 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 i was like oh dang like that sucks you know i would hear their stories and i was like but in the back of my mind i was like oh yeah like my dad would never do that yeah and it's just like to have the speculation of it to to have just like um just kind of like that what if it just kind of it made just changed the way that I viewed him and there's so many other things that also kind of changed my perspective of him but it's like I don't know like it's like I've kind of just accepted that you know my parents are both two individuals and two adults on their own like before they have kids like they are their own individuals because they had a life obviously before we were born and I just had to respect that. And so there are certain things that they do. I'm like, okay, like, that's just them being an individual. And it's unfortunate. Or, like, you know, it sucks. But I can't be too mad. But, you know, I guess still, like, when it comes to the dynamic of, like, just, like, the father and I think daughter relationship, it's like, 
I mean, I think that once your dad kind of like scars the way that his that he what is it called like just his um his image just his his image it's very difficult to return from that and i think it's obviously that goes for sons as well but once it's just kind of like once the image is gone once you kind of just like kind of see them for who they are i mean you have a choice to either still move forward and like you know cultivate that relationship etc or like just kind of leave it at where it is and I'm at this crossroads, crossroads, crossroads where it's like I want to just completely leave it what I, what it is, move on with my life, things like that. Um, but then a side of me is like, am I, am I wrong for doing that? You know, like just completely letting it go and like moving on my end. You know, well, kind of. I just, I don't know why I feel guilty, but I just feel guilty. I guess it just depends because like with those father daughter. Dynamics. If you think about it, like your dad is pretty much the first man you've ever loved. So, like your dad sets like the standard of kind of like the man that you want to find in your life, like your your partner. So, when yeah, when that when that kind of like image is shattered, it is hard to pick those pieces back together because. And same thing, like, I never thought, like, my dad would have yeah. the the capability of, like, cheating on my mom. And it it was a very hard pill to swallow. Like, I've never, like, brought it up to him. Like, I've always wanted to ask him, like, right. why. But, like, at this right. point in my life, I'm like, why bring it up now? Like, I should have asked a mm. long time ago. And it's like now, like it's it's not something that really comes to the forefront of my my mind because, like, my stepmom wasn't the one he cheated on my mom with, and mm-hmm. where he is now in life, like even like they they didn't get married, they dated and lived together for nine years. Oh, your mom and your dad, or my uh my dad and my stepmom. They oh, lived, gotcha, gotcha. They lived together for nine years. Then they got married. Like my, they got married the day my sister graduated high school. Aww. So, it was it was kind of sad because like he didn't realize that that was the day she was graduating, and then for some reason they weren't able to change their wedding date. So he ended up having to miss her graduation, which sucked. But it's like now, like that's a date that we can remember. <laughs> but um. <laughs> But yeah, like so, like where where the, where he is now, it's like I almost like really don't want to bring it up. And now it's like, does it actually still hurt me? Like, does it really? If it, if it was something to where that's still like in my mind, needled at me every day, like I couldn't move past it, then yeah, I'd bring it up and be like, hey, dad, like what made you decide you know to do this this and this but like where I'm at now like I really and it sounds bad <laughs> it's like I really don't care like we're we're we've moved past that I was nine I'm now 32 years old like it doesn't yeah. really bother me and like just the way that my dad has always treated me personally like uh-huh. He's never made me feel like I can't come to him. Um, even if I like needed to borrow money, I'm gonna get a lecture 
about like not saving <laughs> money and blah 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 but he, in the end he's gonna give it to me i already know he's gonna help me if i really need it so it's like some of those things it's like it's really not detrimental to our relationship anymore like when That's i first good. when good. i first found out about it like it definitely did like crush me like how could somebody who like especially like when you think about wedding vows and stuff like that like i've always been like a romanticizer in like my life like i've always like thought about like you know the fairy tale ending like you get married you find you know the person who just gets you and wants to you know yeah. you stand before god and all your friends and family and profess that love mm-hmm. and then to just know it kind of like threw profess it away so it was it was hard to deal with that, but it's like now it's like I'm more of an adult, and it's like the right side of my brain now knows that there are just some people who aren't meant to be together. Point blank. Wow. Period. That's true. That's so true. even if you you know you have children and you know you you're trying to make it work, you know you just ultimately you probably aren't meant to be together anymore. And so now, like now as an adult, if he was to hurt my stepmom, we gonna have some problems because now now (laughs) I'm not a child anymore and you know, you should know better. So it would be a completely different, you know, outcome. But like I said, it just depends on how it's affecting, I guess, your everyday relationship with your dad. So if it's to the point where that's like one of the main reasons that you know y'all are like estranged from one another or don't have the closeness then maybe you should have a conversation like it doesn't even necessarily have to be like point blank did you have an affair or no it's like these things have led to where I feel like I don't have a close relationship with you I don't need you to necessarily confirm or deny, but I just want to know that we can work on our relationship type of thing. Wow. Yeah. So, okay. Um, I guess it's like you um, don't know what to say, but you want to say. I, I'm genuinely speechless. Like, what's that one leg by Lady Gaga? I'm speechless. <laughs> uh, I'm speechless. But, but sometimes, um, you know, Ashley M gets a little yeah, profound. Yeah, it, it's always interesting. <laughs> huh? I said sometimes Ashley M gets a little profound. We need to, but we we need to get you in a book. I keep saying this, like I'm about to hit up Penguin, uh, Penguin Publishers real soon because <laughs> you need to be, you need to get a book, girl. You need to get a book. But yeah, I just think like as you get older, and I always say this, and it's gonna sound bad because you're gonna be like, what? But I feel <laughs> like I feel like until like people hit like 26, 27, you're dumb point blank period you can be the smartest person intellectually and I've said the same thing about myself countless times like whenever like I would have these aha moments and talk to my mom I was like all I needed to do was was get to like 27 28 and it's like a switch flipped in my brain and it's like now I see things 
from a different perspective than what I saw at like 24, 25, 24, 25. I was still out there doing dumb shit, almost like drinking every weekend and clubbing and Mm -hmm. not really caring about life, spending money frivolously and whatnot, buying (laughs) so much makeup that I don't even use. And like now, (laughs) honestly though, like the, 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 the whole makeup thing, but my bad continue. But it's, like, now, like, I seriously feel like once I hit, like, maybe for me, it was probably, like, yeah, around, like, 28, 29, 30-ish. It's, like, that dumb receptor dies out. Like, the batteries went dead and you didn't replace it. And it's, like, now (laughs) the smarter, like, gut instinct street smarts part of you kicks in. And it's, like some of the stuff that I was worrying about or doing was just so stupid. Like, why did I make those decisions? And it's like, now you're making more sound, you know, grown up decisions. Not that all grown ups aren't dumb either. Cause I know some dumb ass ups too. But... <laughs> Talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you start to see things clearly and it's like, you're less, your reckless side is not making all the decisions for you. So then you can think about a lot of the things that, you know, have happened in your life. Like I've had some really shitty stuff happen in my life that I really just would rather sometimes forget, but I'm glad that I do remember them because it does shape like my decisions now. Like, I'm more, you know, guarded of myself, not necessarily in a bad way, like, no one's gonna get in, no one's gonna get into my heart and get into my head and blah, 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 because I have some really good friendships and stuff now that I've realized that friends that I had prior to that time were not truly my friends, and the same thing with some of your family, like, you get to a point where, like, like our extended family, like, there's some people that I'm, I feel like I'm still cool with. I'll kick it, whatever. But there's some of my extended family, like, I don't need you in my life. Like, I don't need you to make me feel like I have family. Like, I, I would rather just see you the obligatory one time a year and leave it at that. Yeah. So it's like I feel those... like there's, like, a certain... Yeah. Oh, I'm go ahead. Sorry. No, yeah, I was going to say, um, like, you know, earlier in the first, the first, the first half that we tried to record, because y'all, we, we really recorded this, <laughs> what, like, probably three times now? Shoot. But, part, yeah. like I was saying earlier in that one, um, I am a firm believer that, you know, you can have the title, you can be blood related, but the relationship aspect, or to say, oh, this is like my family, or this is like a friend for example, it's like, I feel like that is like a, that's a two-way street and that requires an actual conscious like decision of, I'm actually wanting this to go further than just we're blood related. Right. Um, I am friends with, I'm genuine, I'm friends with my siblings. Like they're my siblings. I could go to them for certain things, but I'm friends with them, you right. know, for the most part. And so it's like, that didn't just come out of nowhere like that came because the fact that literally like 2018 I made a firm decision that wait a second like I actually kind of want to flip the script and like make this or like help cultivate this actual friendship dynamic versus like 
you know, us just being toxic siblings and like just so used to, you know, laughing, arguing, whatever, but not going further than that. It's like, how about whenever you're feeling down? How about whenever you're, you know, I don't know if you're dating someone or if something's hard at work. I don't know. Like, I just wanted to expand that. But anyways, I say all that to say that I think that relationships are two-way streets. It's a conscious effort. And it's not just solely because of the fact that you have whatever title it is. Right. So, yeah, I just wanted to add that piece because I think that's that's just really important to note, you know? Yeah, my mom used to stress that a lot, like, especially, like, with respect to people. So, like, how we are with, like, our parents, like, all my friends always, friends and some of our extended family always find it strange the way that... (laughs) my mom gets along with her daughters like we can have those conversations to where I call my mom by her full name like Jody Lynn what do you what do you think you're doing type of thing Mm -hmm. and we can (laughs) have those conversations without it becoming disrespectful and my mom always used to tell us she was like respect is earned and that's even like me as your mother like Just because I'm your mom, I'm your mother, doesn't mean I automatically come with respect. She was like, I have to earn Uh, your respect just like anybody else in this world. So if I don't treat you a certain way, you don't let anyone else treat you a certain way. And I used to have to tell people, I tell people that all the time, like that whole like, my own mama don't talk to me that way. And I tell Uh that to friends, to like past friends, like you may know me we may be friends but you don't talk to me disrespectfully if my own mother doesn't talk to me that way you will not treat me that way yeah and that's why i've had to like cut certain friendships relationships off because i have a standard like even my dad like i don't i probably don't joke around with my dad the same way me and my dad have a completely different like jokey it's more just needling at each other and nagging each other and just making jokes at the other's expense. Cause he always teases me. I don't know how to back out of their driveway, but <laughs> that truck story. <laughs> but like, even my dad, like my dad is the same way. Like respect is earned just cause I'm your dad. Doesn't mean that I automatically have your respect. He was like, I oh, want to treat golly. you how I want you to treat me. And that always stuck with me because I will kid you not, my grandmother, my mom's mom, tried to pull that card and was like, I'm your grandmother. You have to respect me. I'm like, no, I don't. I was like, like, no, I don't. My mom taught us that respect is earned. So you have to earn my respect just as much as I have to earn yours. It's not automatic because you have the title of grandmother in all due respect. So, I mean, drop that's, that's the how, mic, drop the mic, drop the mic, just drop the mic. That's how, like, that's how our family dynamic has always been. Like, even though, like, yes. even when I was a teenager and I knew I would get on my mom's nerves, I knew we were fighting. It was still like, she's showing me the respect of even allowing me to fight with her. And it's like, Mm. I've learned that as an adult, like she could have completely just shut me down, 
shut me up, wow. sent me to my room, kicked my ass, whatever. But she gave me <laughs> that karate chop. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. She gave. I me, received many of those. <laughs> she gave <laughs> us that. Out of mouth, so. <laughs> she gave us that platform to literally be in her face and like why well, I hate you you just don't understand me you don't understand what I'm going through and how I have to you know go to school every day and feel the things that I feel and like literally just yelling for you know 10-15 minutes not taking a breath and she stood there and took all of it and then would turn around and just hug you Whoa! <laughs> and then to be like this is why things are the way that they are. And wow. so when I think about like having a kid, I hope that I can have that kind of patience. Cause now wow. I don't like, I don't argue with people. I've, mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer in, I'm not going to argue with a grown person who is just as, you know, ingrained in their side as I am. Mm-hmm. Like I would rather be like, we're just going to agree to disagree. Call it a day. Which is why I'm not good at sales. Because <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to rebuttal. I'm just not. But like, you want it or not? Nah. Because girl, I'm yeah, I, I, I can I can debate for some time, but um, yeah, I, I agree. Like, there's just certain people. It's like I can't even. I can't argue with you. I can't argue with you. I. I understand where you're coming from. I'd rather just disagree, sorry, agree to disagree and leave it at that. But what I won't do, in certain instances, it really depends on what it's about, but in certain instances, it's just like, there's nothing from, why would I, why would I waste time only to have a yelling fest Mm -hmm. or trying to have you see my side as much and then you trying to see, you trying to show me your side as much, but the, it, it's just, I don't know. It's just too much work. It's too much work. It, it's too much energy wasted, I think, is like certain instances where I'm just like, if if I am wasting energy, I'd rather not. You know what I mean? Right. I used to say this saying all the time when I was like 21. Hell, oh my gosh. But I would say this saying all the time. I said, you can waste my time. You can take my clothes. You can take my things. But what you won't waste is my energy. I used yeah. to say that all the time and move that way too because i was just like there's just certain things are just that just are not worth it you know what i mean and my peace of mind is i that can't be on the line anymore um but you know i was gonna comment on your mom like dang the fact that she ingrained that in y'all and also showed it like major 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 respects for that like you know obviously i know it probably wasn't like 1000 percent perfect all the time but the fact that that was even like taught and showed in your household like i just i just love that i love to i love to see it love to hear it (laughs) um especially since you know you touched on you know your grandmother unfortunately dealing with you know, battles and demons of her own and kind of spewing that on her children. And it's like for your mom to turn her, her experience from her mom, her mother relationship and turn that around to be different for, with her own children. I think that that is just so like hats off for real, like yeah. hats off, you know, that's always so. been her driving forces. Like she knew, like, even as an adult, my mom kind of had like a really like just shitty relationship with her mother. Like, 
my mom moved <laughs> back to Louisiana after my grandmother's husband died. Notice I didn't say grandfather because he wasn't my grandfather. He was her husband. <laughs> but um, <laughs> after he died, my grandmother, my mom moved back to Louisiana for like three or four years to be with my grandmother. And it's like she lived in the house with her. And even then, it's like she, re- it's like my grandmother reverted back to those abusive ways. And, like, I remember, like, talking with my mom on the phone, and you could literally hear my grandmother in the background, like, yelling at her to the point, like, my my mom, my mom has, is, um, has a leg injury, so, like, I think my senior year of high school, she was walking up the steps in the parking garage for her job and slipped, shattered her knee at the femur to where it splintered her femur bone, like, that's the hardest bone in your leg to break. And she splintered it. So she went through several surgeries. Now she has a metal rod from her hip to her knee that is all metal. So she hasn't worked since then. So when she moved there, when my mom told me she left the house and just started walking down the street, I knew then there was a problem. It was bad. Yeah. So, like... It was just bad. And, like, yeah, for her to be able to draw on, like, those, it's still to this day, like, those experiences, like, even how she interacts with, like, my niece and nephew, like, she taught us all the same thing. So we're all very opinionated for number one. Like, when we have discussions, like, we had a family, like, meeting, like, two or three weeks ago. And there's only two people in my life who when they start like debating and kind of arguing like I kind of like shut down (laughs) that is like one of my friends Gabriel which I already told him I was gonna sell his name on the podcast so Gabriel (laughs) hey Gabriel (laughs) and my my eldest sister like she she kind of just has like 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 I said we're all very opinionated she's 17 years older than me so we've not always had the best relationship and so sometimes when she does insert like her opinions she just has this way like like she starts talking really loud so you get to the point where you're like you kind of just tune it out and you don't hear everything she says because it feels like she's yelling at you and we've been we try so much like each of us tell her like dude you need to work on that like you need to get to a point (laughs) where you can just have a conversation in your normal voice because we were going to have a talk with my mom at one point I was like and I told her point blank I was like you can't do that whole thing where you know you start like yelling to get your point across and she's like but I don't know any other way I'm like well you need to learn one because it sometimes it gets bad it's still that we all have like the utmost respect for one another and each other's feelings and stuff like that. But it does get to a point where it's like, you kind of have to be honest, but still be as respectful as possible. Right. Right. Not everybody can be my mom though. Like my mom is, there are sometimes like she, she takes me there, but <laughs> she's still like, I'd rather have her than some of these other moms I'd be hearing about. I think, mm-hmm. so I think I have like the best, like I have my mom and then I have my stepmom who, 
I don't need nobody else. I'm good. So once I become a so mom, once we'll I become see a mom, we'll see what Ashley is like in. as a mom. As a dog mom, my dog gets on my nerves. So, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it'd be different with an actual human child. <laughs> Yo, God, God, God bless those dog moms out there. Honestly, y'all are y'all have a different type of heart. It's probably blue and purple. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, blue and purple makes black. Just kidding. No, uh, wow. y'all have like. <laughs> Y'all got a green heart. heart. I have a black heart. I'm cool. (laughs) They do. And if anybody out there has ever wondered if you should get your dog mom person a Mother's Day card, you can. Because they do make dog mom Mother's Day cards. Ah, No way. (laughs) I say that because I told my sisters, I was like, I would love to have a dog mom Mother's Day card. I got to feed him. I got to bathe him. I got to get his shots. (laughs) I buy him vitamins. I had to clean his ears yesterday like he has an ear infection and that shit is disgusting so i had to clean his ears so yeah i think i need a a dog mom mother's day card (laughs) but yeah we talked about we talked about a lot we talked about a lot um you know we talked about black eyes we talked about being 13 at the age of eight (laughs) talked about (laughs) talked about black hearts talked about family dynamics yeah i felt like this one was better than the last times we tried to record yeah like at least we can actually hear each other now and it, it... i do want to add one thing um you know like like we were touching on earlier like sure like we're sharing our experiences and from our side there were some things that were not positive right um but i think that just on the note of you know we're sharing things that are true are true to us and it is negative of an experience. I also just wanted to add that, you know, obviously there's ups and downs to every family, every family dynamic. Word. And for the for the good memories that you do have, like, don't discount them. It, it sucks. It hurts for the bad parts, but don't don't discount the good. Um, and I don't want to, like, you know, bash like my parents of like oh my gosh like they were just completely terrible because okay if i could put a rate if i could put a rating on it let's put a rating on it so if i could give my 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 family dynamic a yelp review (laughs) um i'm already thinking in my head okay (laughs) if i could give them a yelp review uh i would give them you know i would give them i would give them a good three stars it's not bad but it wasn't it's not great. good though. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 mm. like you know what I mean? Like just a three star is like it's not bad. It's not it's not terrible, but it's not good. It's not exceptional. But it's not bad. <laughs> yeah, like to touch base on that, like I have some of the like best memories from when my parents were together. I think the last memory I have of my parents together is when we went to go see Titanic mm-hmm. in the theater. And, like, just seeing, like, my parents, like, cry and hold hands and shit like that. And then I have, like, good experiences with my parents separately. Um, Like, traveling with my dad or going places with my mom. Um, My dad used to take us to boxing tournaments all the time. Mm. So I have those good memories. And then memories with, like, my older sister, for the most part, was kind of like a step a uh, fill-in parent um even though it used to bug the shit out of me back then <laughs> but if it Period. wasn't for her kind of like doing some of those things like we used to, she would like try to take us places on the weekends like even if it was just to the movies or 
you know, Chuck E. Cheese and stuff like that. Even though I hate Chuck E. Cheese to this day. But she would take us places like that. He's scary, though. He's scary. And then, like, when my stepmom came in, like, even she would, like, take us places off on her own and, you know, hang out with us and stuff like that. So I have really positive experiences. But just like anything, those negative experiences are the ones that stick in your mind for the most part because they can sometimes be traumatic to you. And those are the ones that always come to the forefront of your mind. So... Yeah, again, we're not trying to bash our families because I think my family is better than anybody's family. So that's just my opinion. Uh um, There are some things that I feel like, you know, in your family dynamics, you have to work on. And it has to be a conscientious decision to make it even better, to not let those negative past experiences color all the positive things you can do going forward yeah and on that note thanks for listening guys and yeah we're gonna be back with part two where we're gonna dive into mainly sibling relationships yeah and chosen family and chosen family our friends oh so i just want to say be prepared (laughs) (laughs) so so ominous see y'all next time thank you for listening to our podcast if you're an ashley out there or know an ashley or hell if you're not an ashley we would love to hear from you send us your feedback on this episode as well as any questions or suggestions for future episodes you can reach us on our social media platforms twitter and instagram at calling all ashley or if you want to kick it old school you can send us an email at our gmail account at calling all ashleys at gmail.com thank you for listening and see you on the next episode